Welcome to MuggleCast, your weekly ride into the Wizarding World fandom. I'm Andrew. I'm Aberforth, uh, Albus's younger brother. <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Here. Hot Aberforth. Hot, hot Aberforth. Hot Aberforth, yes. Haberforth. Start it now. <laughs> Aberforth. It's not as good as Dumbledam, but it'll do. Uh, I'm Micah. And I'm Laura. Wow, special guest Aberforth this week. Yeah. So exciting to have him. Hot Aberforth. <laughs> yes. I'm Yusuf. I'm surprised Yusuf appearance. That's who I am. <laughs> With a mustache, by the way. Yes, yes. New year, new oh, stash. That's what's different about him. I couldn't pinpoint it. <laughs> we are gathered here today to discuss the secrets of Dumbledore trailer. It was just released. We're recording this Monday morning. I think we're going to get this episode out today as well. We had planned to release our Quizich Live, which we recorded yesterday, into our podcast feed this week, but then we got this announcement about this trailer, so we're putting that plan on hold for now. You can watch Quizich Live on our YouTube channel if you want. We, of course, have to do an episode dedicated to The Secrets of Dumbledore trailer. It's finally here! We haven't received anything other than the title and the release date until today, and then we got the trailer teaser the other day. But first, I just want to give a shout out to our Quizich Live winners. Congrats to Margo, Morg97, Gred or Forge, MC, and Franny Ban. We had a great time. But uh, in the interest of time, we won't spend more time on Quizich Live today. Let's get straight well, into Andrew. I do want to say one more congratulations, but it's actually to Laura for coming the closest to the release date of the trailer without going over. So Laura in our predictions. Wins. Is it price is right rules? On this? It is Price's Right rules. Yes, okay. you suggested uh, what was it? December eighth. I'm surprised. My secondary prediction was in April. I re- I didn't think we were going to mm-hmm. get a trailer. I thought they were just going to be like, "Well, here's the movie, warts and all. Take it." <laughs> Surprise. So I'm surprised to see a full length trailer as well. I was kind of yes. expecting maybe a 60 second long trailer based on some news that had come out about the German film industry approving a 60 minute or a 60 second ad. 60 minute. 60 second. Well, that's and yet that's yeah. just the movie. I'm not surprised because I I feel like usually these days trailers are over two minutes long. I I don't know if you get the sixty second ones anymore, but yeah, well maybe. And then again, if you look at like that, that teaser, like you said, it's usually like fifteen seconds, like of new footage, right. and everything else is hype. So overall impressions, Laura. Let's start with you. We watched it together for the first time. We did. So I will say it seems more focused. Oh, like okay. The theme of the trailer to me felt like. It's Grindelwald. He's declaring war against the Muggles. Great. So I think they're going into this trying to make the story feel more like a linear story where it's like there's a very clear purpose. We get why we're here. But I will say there's still a lot of new characters (laughs) going on in this trailer. And that worries me. Um We do get a little bit of, I mean, we get an answer about Bunty. Like, we know we're going to learn more about her at this point. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have Bunty and we have Eulalie Hicks. um, And I love Jessica Williams. um, And then we have Yusuf Kama making a return. So, you know, we'll see him for more than like five minutes in this movie. But it still it feels kind of confusing. (laughs) Don't forget Aberforth. Don't forget Aberforth. But I mean, at least we have context for Aberforth and who he is and like his involvement generally in this story. Right. Because we have that backstory, but Mm -hmm. we don't have backstory for a lot of these other characters. And it just makes me worried that 
they traded in a few of the new characters from Crimes of Grindelwald for a few new characters to feature in this movie. And I'm worried about kind of a similar issue happening. Does anyone else feel that way? Yeah. Well, the one thing that I know that I've mentioned in the past, especially going back to Crimes of Grindelwald, is that they did have a lot of characters and they didn't do a great job of sort of advertising them, marketing them. I feel different about that this time around. I feel like this trailer, you have, I believe it's Theseus talking and he's kind of laying out the group that is going to be battling against Grindelwald moving forward. I think that was a really smart move on their part. Now, they don't name them. They just kind of give them their description. Uh, You mentioned Mm -hmm. Bunty. You mentioned Yusuf Kama. You mentioned Eulalie Hicks. I think introducing them in this way is actually a really smart move on their part so that when people actually go to the theater, they're not wondering who these people are. Yeah. (laughs) There was a lot of Theseus. I was, was pleasantly surprised yeah. by that. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. You've what we've seen is the two minutes and thirty seconds of his screen time in this film. Uh it was all <laughs> you used. You know what for... I just realized? Tina is completely absent from this trailer. Yeah, yeah Tina's not in not that one trailer. appearance. She's like part so Theseus is kind of part of the new core four. We got oh. Theseus, Newt, Eulalie Hicks, and Jacob. It looks like that's the new core four. And maybe Bunty. So Porpentina, Porpin Theseus, we call it. <laughs> And Yusuf is on this train to wherever they're going. I think part of it, to 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 make his point too about getting you know like a brief description of each character, the characters are all in the same place this time. It seems yeah. like at least in 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 more fun pairs, but in Crimes of Grindelwald, they really were all scattered to the wind. Everybody was trying to do something different. We even get a scene between Credence and Dumbledore. Like we, yeah. you know, we absolutely are, are going to have the characters in one place more often interacting with each other more often instead of in these all disparate like you know a branched out regions i think that will make the movie first of all more fun but also for characters and story you're going to get a lot more because they're discussing it with each other right they're not in rio though they're definitely not i didn't see anything <laughs> we're not in rio anymore in a lot of hogwarts <laughs> not not any rio a lot of hogwarts we also see hogs mead which, when I saw that, I was like, oh, they got to promote the Wizarding World theme park. Hogs, Hogsmeade is a very important part. But, of course, that's how they get to Aberforth. So it's not, like, completely unwarranted. You know, this trailer surprised me. It doesn't address Dumbledore's secret really at all, right? Well, no. I mean, I mean that's the point of the movie. They want you to go to the theater. Well, well I, I don't s- expect, like, a big answer, but they don't even really address it at all. It's the the wording during the trailer that comes across the screen, yeah. like everything begins with a secret or I, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't taking good enough notes to follow it, but there is something about a secret in the trailer. Mm-hmm. The war of worlds starts with a secret. That's oh, what it says. Okay. There you go. Doesn't it always. Well, and then, <laughs> then they show the blood pact. So yeah. How about that appearance by Michael Gambon. Was that a throwback or did they just to get everybody excited? I think it I was just a throwback. Yeah. It's it's for like general Harry Potter. I don't think you'll see that in the trailer, if that's what you're asking. You mean in the movie? Yeah, yeah. I think that's just to get people, you know, like casual Harry Potter fans interested. Oh, wait. Oh, oh I know that guy. Lore. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like the first exactly. shot of the trailer. I completely agree. Yeah. Why not just throw Harry in at this point? <laughs> so there's so much to talk about. Like I said, I think we're recording 
10 minutes after the trailer was released. So we'll also get to this more, I think, in our next episode in case some people notice some tiny details that we're missing. We're flying by the seat of our pants this morning. This was the best time for us to record. So bear with us. Dare we jump into Jacob now? (laughs) That's the big thing of this trailer, isn't it? Eric, what do you think? Getting to overall kind of reactions, though, not only are there new characters to contend with, every other character looks a little different. I think there's definitely been a style or visual upgrade to every character. And maybe that's the passage of time, um, you know, because I look different than I did three years ago. But if, you know, if there is a substantial jump in time, this is going to be Credence's Goblet of Fire movie. This is definitely yeah, the long he's, hair. He's got the long <laughs> shoulder length hair, Snape. I want to know who I am. Jacob looks totally different. I know Dan Fogler's lost a lot of weight, so I'm wondering if they were like hiding that at Ugh. certain points. He looks different. Like inter inter trailer fluctuations of how characters look is way different. And it's hard to tell if they're like disguised or if they're just wearing different hair a certain day. It's actually tripping me up a bit. I just thought it was their post-pandemic look. <laughs> mm. Uh credence, yeah. What's the what's the actor's name? He was like, I haven't shaved my hair during the pandemic. Yeah, Ezra Ezra I'm not gonna start now. Yeah. Ezra, Ezra Miller, thank you. Not Ezra Klein. He's a reporter. <laughs> that would be Ezra, interesting. Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Long I mean, it's funny, like now I'm wondering, is Credence gonna have a different hairstyle every movie? Because now he's three for three. Oh, right. Can they just not figure it out? Yeah, you like, get rid of that bowl cut. Yeah, but I, I agree, Andrew. Let's talk about this guy right here. Mike is wearing his Jacob shirt this morning. Oh, I love it. So, OK, we saw this in the trailer teaser as well the other day. Jacob's holding a wand. And in this trailer, we get a little more info about that. Newt gives the wand to Jacob. It's a gift from Dumbledore. Jacob quips at the end when he's sitting at a table with Hogwarts students at, at the end. I got this as a Christmas gift. Something about all this is not sitting right with me. Yeah. I think a lot of people were concerned when they saw this in the trailer teaser because we are concerned about this franchise being canon compliant. When you look at like McGonagall's really random appearance, mm. they they seem to be playing fast and loose in some ways with canon. And when you see a muggle being given a wand, you're like, how does that make sense at all? Is this going to be like a Ron situation in Deathly Hallows where it's like, oh, he can just pretend to speak Parseltongue. He can just imitate Harry and suddenly he's capable of right. speaking Parseltongue. Can Jacob just utter a spell and it works because he's holding a wand, even if he's a muggle? I think a lot of people are on edge for all of these reasons. Plus, he can see Hogwarts. And go in. Right. He's walking in Hogwarts. Like he's in Hogwarts. He's around it. He's looking at it. He's walking to it. He's in the room of a frigging requirement later on. Uh, All the rules that we know are broken. And, you know, it's kind of like it's not that I wanted them to address it in the trailer. But, you know, when you really think about it, Hermione's little tale about if a muggle ever were to go to Hogwarts, they would see like a ruin and the sign saying keep out unsafe. Um, that's true as of like the 1990s, maybe by the 1930s, welcome, uh, muggles were welcomed with open arms to Hogwarts and anyone could sit at the great hall and get asked questions with students. Who knows? But I think you could argue that just because they can't see it doesn't mean they can't enter it. Like if somebody were to bring them in. Yeah. Well, Jacob was on the bridge to Hogwarts at the end of the last film too. And we kind of questioned, but it wasn't addressed whether or not he could see something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they'll have to. I mean, isn't the International Statute of Secrecy a thing? Yeah. At this point in history? I always thought that was more en masse, though. Like, Jacob already knows them, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. 
I think or maybe it's the, just like a Fisher Price wand. It doesn't actually do anything. And Dumbledore that's the, that's was like, it would well, be, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Because there is a shot at 136 of Jacob seemingly trying to use the wand during some action sequence. And it looks like he's in the same room as Queenie, who in this shot is wearing a black dress. And it looks like Yusuf is behind her. So it has to work a little bit if Dumbledore is giving Jacob a wand. I don't think it and works. And like in this shot, he's trying to do something with it. You know how wands are supposed to look because the movies have like made wands look that way. This wand doesn't look like this. This just looks like a twig. Well, if you <laughs> notice, he is very protective of it at the table in Hogwarts, right? But why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's why my question. Kids- yeah. The kids presumably have wands of their own. Why would Jacob? I know they're treating him like they don't. Yeah, that w- that was a little bit odd to me. But I think this all just goes back to the fact that Jacob, as we've talked about, needs a means to protect himself. And right. if he's going to be in the throes of everything that's going on in you know places where Grindelwald and his followers are going to be, what is he going to do? Throw baguettes at them? You know, like he, <laughs> first of he all, I would on. pay the cost of admission to see that. Yes. <laughs> a couple of people are pointing out in the chats that in Chamber of Secrets, there's a passage about how Myrtle's parents, who are muggles, will be there soon. So apparently muggles can oh, enter Hogwarts. Okay. Thank you to Lucas yeah, and JY. No, that's a good call I guess I that. have to drop that now. Damn. But still, the wand thing is a possible Dumbledore is able to give Jacob a wand that can do some magic, but it's like very basic magic and anybody can use it, muggle, squib or otherwise. There is also this theory. Thank you to our friends at Swish and Flick podcast for pointing this out. A listener told Swish and Flick that Kowalski in Polish meant Smith. (laughs) Swish and Flick looked it up. It checks out. Is Jacob a descendant of Hepzibah Smith and Helga Hufflepuff? <laughs> okay. This is going to be the dividing line. We're going to have You're to decide. You're a wizard, Jacob. Is Jacob a nomad or is he a wizard? And this one... He needs to stay a muggle. Yeah. This is going to be Credence or uh, Jacob's like Credence movie. Like, who is he really? It's going to go into like Jacob's ancestry and there's going to be all these clues. Or could he be a late blooming wizard? Isn't the upcoming video game rumored to kind of explore this idea? Oh, that's interesting. That some people just are late bloomers in terms of getting their magical abilities. But like that, how old is Jacob? He's like in his, what, 30s, I imagine? Yeah. Canonically. It, like that, that's pretty late. <laughs> I feel like waiting. it's been, yeah, it's True. been extensively covered in interviews. Although, again, whether or not it's canon compliant, who knows? But the question has been answered that a muggle could not brandish a wand. Like the the wand channels the magic that you have within you to work. So to answer your question, Andrew, about incantations, I, I seriously doubt it. it. The trailer makes it look like he's brandishing the wand later in that room I, with Queenie. I almost liken it to remember in Deathly Hallows part two when Dobby picks up one of the Malfoy's wands and Bellatrix says, how dare you? It, it mm. doesn't isn't that kind of the equivalent here? Well, wands, but Dobby can do magic. Yeah, like, Dobby can do magic. Dobby could use the wand. He has different kinds of magic. He doesn't need the wand, but Dobby at least could use it. A muggle could not use it. Maybe he gets trained throughout the film. I want to see that montage. Do we have time for that? <laughs> He's like getting home. He goes to like wizard trade school. Instead, yeah. Instead of Rio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
we at home magic. Professor lessons. Hicks is a long way from Ilvermorny too. I'm a bit disappointed that we don't get to see her in, you know, an American wizarding setting, at least in this trailer. Yeah, they completely threw that by the wayside. It it seems like. Yeah, like you've um, you've got this American wizarding professor who's definitely along for the ride. Probably going to be one of the main characters in this movie. I hope. Um, but she's not in America. She's not at Overmorning. She's with the rest at Hogwarts, which we recognize. Oh, someone in the Discord has a theory. Um, this it's a uh, Bonkers Bricks says Tina is polyjuiced as Jacob, and she is a witch, so she can use the wand, which would explain why we don't see Tina in the trailer at all. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. At I this mean, point, we know. We know they love relying on Polyjuice Potion for for sequences yeah. and plot development. So I guess that one's... Oh, you do we think there's going to be time turners in here, too? Oh, I no. don't know. <laughs> no, please. Well, Michael Gammon's in the trailer. You just don't know. Maybe they'll flash forward. <laughs> to, they'll, it's, yeah. Oh, could you imagine? If you, could, if you were to tell me that this trailer would come out and we would see Michael Gambon, but not Catherine Waterston, I'd have said, get out. That just, that can't be a thing. <laughs> I will say, I noticed this in the stills that we posted on social media from that teaser that um, Jude Law, first of all, still looking great um, and a little bit more of a beard. I'd love to see the passage of time of these films marked in the length of Jude Law's beard. So like at like the, by the next film, it's like, you know, half a foot because eventually it has to like tuck into his belt loop, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. The beard just gets longer yeah. as the series progresses. Yeah. So much to discuss in today's trailer, but first we have a word from this week's sponsor, BetterHelp. Taking care of your mental health is one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. And if you think there's something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, check out BetterHelp. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp lets you easily and quickly get started with therapy from wherever you are right now. And you can do it via voice, video, or text chat. Within 48 hours from right now, you can start speaking with a therapist. And the service is available for clients around the world. Once you get started, you can log into your account anytime and then send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. It's way more convenient because it saves you those recurring trips to the therapist's office. And financial aid is available. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. The holidays can be a tough time for a variety of reasons, so if you need someone to talk to, I would love for you to check them out. We have a special offer for MuggleCast listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash MuggleCast. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MuggleCast, that's BetterHelp, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, get 10% off at B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash M-U-G-G-L-E-C-A-S-T today. We also have a link in the show notes. Okay, back to our discussion. How about the room that we require? I think as Newt puts it. So I saw this in the trailer teaser. They enter this room and uh, there's this giant cylinder in the center and it's slowly turning and it looks like Dumbledore's there, maybe Newt and a couple others. And... uh, I noticed the room looked very similar to the rumor requirement in the Order of the Phoenix movie. I thought maybe it could be the rumor requirement, but I wasn't sure because they've actually used that specific room for so many scenes in the Harry Potter movies. I just thought it was another reference to that room where they were actually just reusing that set again. Oh. 
But then in this trailer, Newt does say that it's the rumor requirement. Any theories about what that object is in the center? Because it does seem to have animals on it. And clearly you can use it to be transported somewhere else. Is it a giant port key? There are it's many ways more to get that. in and out of Hogwarts, especially if you're Dumbledore. <laughs> That's how muggles Fair, get yeah. in with that giant cylinder. Oh, yeah. No clue what that is. I'm no. sure we will learn I, more about it, though. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, again, this this trailer really, uh, and it's not not necessarily a bad thing, um, but the trailer really relied on Hogwarts imagery. So I think they wanted to show as much Hogwarts as possible in this to get people roped back in. Right. Like we're showing what you what it. you want to see. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and even you got to think about the casual Harry Potter fans who maybe haven't seen these movies right. yet. And now they're like, oh, there's Hogwarts in this. Okay, I'll go back. Um, by the way, speaking of Hogwarts, it's been pointed out that McGonagall is in one of these great hall scenes. Oh, so. man. <laughs> Listen, if if a muggle gets a wand and can do magic, then the timeline being wrong is like the least of the canonical concerns with these movies. Oh, you know yeah. what's going to happen, Laura? McGonagall is going to train Jacob. She's going to be the one to train there Jacob. You go. Career and advice. Jacob in quotations, because it's actually Tina. I really like that theory now. I'm going to subscribe to that theory heading into this movie. Yeah, I'm down. That a but woman what do we is gain from that? that a woman is masquerading as a man and under everyone's eye. Really? In a J.K. Rowling property? <laughs> what 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 do we gain from that, though? From Tina posing as Jacob? Yeah, then where's the real Jacob? And what does this... Safe. I just... Well, he's running his bakery. Yeah, probably. he's just oh, living yeah. his life, vibing in because his Because we bakery. do see Queenie presumably hugging Jacob, right? In, in the bakery. Do. I wanted to bring that up. In, in the, the bakery, bakery. Yeah. yeah. So they do make up. We were just talking about this on our last episode. Our queen. When are Queenie and Jacob going to resolve their well, differences? This There's something dreamlike to me about the way, maybe the way it's lit when they're in the bakery hugging. This could very much be something like wish fulfillment for, for Jacob. I don't know that we'll necessarily see Jacob and Queenie get back together in this movie. Hmm. He'd be dreaming that he sees her in his bakery. Like things are like old times, which is like the last time the Fantastic Beast series was good, was the very last shot of the first movie. Right. And to that point, what she's wearing looks very, very similar to what she wore in a previous Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. when she this, po- when she pops into his bakery in the first movie, I think at that's, the end. Yeah, same yeah. hat, same colors. So maybe that is like a flashback. That's an Oscar-winning costume. <laughs> and then you look at Queenie in the black dress, and her demeanor is totally different. She's upset. Yeah. She's almost a whole different person. Yeah. It's like she doesn't she doesn't have that lightness about her. She doesn't have the energy. It's gone. Yeah, At this point, she's been working for Grindelwald for years. Yeah, they're trying to cast long. her as a baddie. Make sure we yeah. all know it. <laughs> we also see a scene, though, with Yusuf Kama and Grindelwald where it looks like he's losing a bit of his agency as well. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Is he extracting losing... memories, maybe? That could be willing, though. That could be a conscious thing. Like, where's the time code? Do you have the time code of that? Let me check real quick. Yeah. For my impression of that shot that we'll be taking a look at, um, it doesn't really seem like Yusuf is letting anything go against as well. I think maybe Yusuf will be turning bad soon. I do also really love these shots of 
Dumbledore and Credence fighting. I was I was laughed at a week or two ago on MuggleCast. You guys were like, no, Dumbledore can't get to Credence. There's no way. <laughs> I really think, first of all, they're physically, you know, fighting in this particular right. sequence. I think Dumbledore is trying to get to Credence here, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's got to get him on his side. 22 seconds. 22 seconds is where the Yusuf thing is. Oh, I mean, that is Grindelwald extracting a memory from Yusuf. Yeah. Whether it's willing or not, it's hard to tell, I guess. And he walks straight up to him as well. I was like, but yeah, that, that fight sequence looked very cool between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. He basically shoots, well, the Credence basically shoots like his obscuring Credence, I meant, sorry. fire. Uh, and Dumbledore like just takes it in. It's very um, elemental. It's very Department of Mysteries battle type magic. Yeah, definitely. What do we think of Mads Mikkelsen, speaking of Grindelwald? completely plain (laughs) no reaction to to anything we saw concerning Matt's right like he's got a different hairstyle well and that changes Uh, within the trailer um you know the most flair he really has the beginning of the film is it's just like all brunette and by the end of the film there's like a little bit of blonde in it so I don't know if he's changing do you see blonde because in the second movie of course Grindelwald is yeah no I'm sure I'm sure it's a lot Maybe it's just better lighting towards the end of the trial. I'll get a time stamp then. Yeah, it is interesting. It could just be, again, that this is a way for them to um, kind of excuse the change in appearance by using, oh, it's the passage of time. Look, the other characters appearances change too. Grindelwald no longer has uh, icy blonde backstreet boy um, like <laughs> tipped highlights in his hair, <laughs> you know? Well, that's okay. I'll have to carry that charge for our, all of us. No, no, no. But yours, you don't have like just the tips of your hair. Highlighted. Oh, no, but like give it two months and it'll oh, grow and out you and I'll will. cut it yeah. and then it'll just be the tips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the time this film comes out, I'll have just the tips. You'll have Grindelwald hair. <laughs> I love it. That's I, I thought of my new cosplay now. There you go. I dig it. We do I see some. Say, there are beasts in this trailer. That's exactly what I was going to say. We see beasts. Quite a few. Pickett's like on a suitcase on a surfboard and newt is like pat like they're on a paddleboard it looks like Wait, is this a joke it's not actually <laughs> newt or somebody is paddleboarding go to um 25 seconds newt is paddleboarding mm-hmm. and newt's suitcase is on the paddleboard and pickets on top of the suitcase the newt case oh my as we like to call it god that's a shot wow wow isn't that cute that's adorable maybe this is rio I want the Lego. The I want Amazon. the Lego Stop. set. Stop! Let go of Rio. I want the Lego set where Newt's on the raft with little Picket. We do see Picket again at uh, 36 seconds. Go yeah, ahead. well, that's what I was going to talk about. I felt like there was a good amount of comedy that was kind of splashed throughout this trailer. Picket yeah. being one of those moments when they hear that really loud roar, and he's like, he basically says, "What was that?" in his very mm. kind of chirpy Picket voice. Um, the other kind of funny moments, the newt dance. I don't know what kind of dance he was doing to those beasts in that cave. They, they look- looked like crabs. Yeah, they were yeah, they crab looked- walking. Yeah, maybe those are fire crabs. Maybe. Oh. Uh, the Hufflepuff comment by Dumbledore <laughs> at, at the very kind of yeah. tail end of the trailer. And then we talked about uh, Jacob sitting down with the uh, students in the Great Hall. I, so th- I said after I, I finished the trailer, I wrote down... Everything is okay now because Dumbledore gave three points to Hufflepuff. Three. I know. I'm like, is this them leaning into the fact that Dumbledore just 
openly favors Gryffindor over the other yeah, houses. He, <laughs> well, he doesn't even go there. Like Newt can't get points for a house when he's not an active student. And of course, it's been a running joke for a while that Hufflepuffs are always getting the short end of the stick. So maybe that is a what, nod three? to three. Like you could have done 30. Yeah, that's very specific. Well, he just Why answered this. He answered a question he was clearly bound to already know. It's, you know, three questions is fine. Was it three people with Dumbledore? So each of them gets a single point. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, maybe the point system was different back then. You maybe. Know? Inflation. Them out. Inflation. We're used to seeing inflation. 50 points by the 90s. <laughs> point inflation. Listen, I feel like if they were going to go for a random single digit number, seven is the obvious one. All right. Like now that you oh say that, Laura, I'm glad they didn't go for seven. <laughs> <laughs> Would it have made you more mad? Something infuriating happened during the trivia show last night, but I'll save that for another time. Oh man. At the 113 mark, I just noticed a phoenix is flying by credence. Mm? Mm. Fully grown phoenix. Fully grown. Mm. He is a Dumbledore. Confirmed. Or Ariana is inside him which is a very good theory. Do you think they're going to like do a speed run in the first five minutes of this movie, answering all of the outstanding questions from the second movie so we can just move on? It's like first five <laughs> minutes, Credence yes, is Lita a Dumbledore. Is no, the Lestrange backstory doesn't matter. <laughs> right. uh, by the way, Tina's oh, yeah. not in this movie. I want that little recap at the beginning. By the way, the like the baby that got dropped in the ocean, don't worry about it. <laughs> Like, oh, you know, yeah. you know it's going to open Jeez. up with a cold with a title card and it's going to say, hi, everybody. Steve Clovis here. I've been brought on to, to adapt. <laughs> You're this. in good hands now. Yeah. I got you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, co- co-signed David Heyman and David Yates. The ship is back on course. I- I'm tired of hearing about Albus. I'm tired of hearing about Credence. Let's talk about the real Dumbledore in this trailer. And that's Aberforth. Yeah. He's looking good. There's a, there's a tense... <laughs> Very quick shot between Aberforth and Albus. I'm trying to find it. He says, trust me. You're going to have to trust me. I don't think that's when... No, he says, off to save the world. Mm. That's towards the... Right, the, like, and he says that in a very snarky tone. Aberforth is like, that would be my brother when Newt says I'm looking for Albus. Oh, I'm th- the scene I'm thinking of is at 26 seconds and it's with Theseus. So, never mind. No, but they kept uh, sort of a low-voiced actor, probably with the same accent as Kieran Hines. Um, mm. So I think it's probably phenomenal casting. He looks good. They're in the hogshead. It's funny because the things that you learn as you go through reading the Harry Potter books, um, I don't think it's cheap that they can rely on some of the same old things for these prequels in that, you know, the hogshead is basically an ideal base of operations for whatever clandestine, you know, thing you're planning. And the fact that the proprietor, Dumbledore's brother, is clearly a member of the order and is clearly going to be on the right side. Um, I don't mind at all that there's, you know, scenes from this trailer set there. I think that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Newt gave him his goat? That's <laughs> unexpected. That would blow my mind. It would all tie together. So at 109, Aberforth says to Albus, off to save the world, are we? And I think somebody mentioned that a minute ago. And that ties perfectly into what we know about Aberforth's feelings about Albus and um, Grindelwald, you know, them running off together. Aberforth didn't want that. Now, of course, this one is set in present day in the 1920s, the scene that I just quoted. But he still has that those feelings about what his brother's up to. 
it seems like. There's a sarcastic tone in the off to save the world, are we? Yeah. You believe that they have history. Mm -hmm. And Aberforth's just piss with Albus. It reminded me a bit of the conversation Aberforth has with the trio in Deathly Hallows Part 2. I forget the exact lines from him, but he's like, you know, you know, did he give you, what was it, a good job? Like, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I, he, he was exactly. very like he was, he was mad. Yeah. It's everybody yeah. who ever went and did something for my brother ended up dead or something. And he's like, not yeah. thrilled about the fact that, oh, Dumb- yeah, he says like, Dumbledore gave us a mission. He's like, oh, that's my brother for you. But speaking of brothers, again, getting back to the Newt and Theseus, like sort of this film's version of the rumpant dance with these carcinogized creatures. Um, what I like about it is that, you know, Theseus and Newt, we're told, never really saw eye to eye. Theseus was very much, you know, action-y, horror, Gryffindor-style type guy, whereas Newt was dude and cared about beasts. This is the perfect opportunity when it looks like there are high stakes and their lives depend on it. I don't know if they're going to like fall in a pit if they, if Theseus doesn't do this right, but he's going to have to learn from his brother how to move in a way that is non-threatening to these animals. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Like they're bonding, but like Newt has an opportunity to train his bigger brother uh, how to do what he does. And it's, that's what excites me. Yeah. I mean, uh, back to, the earlier point we were discussing, I'm just glad that we're seeing beasts in this movie at all. I hope that they didn't just show all of the major beast scenes in the trailer. Like I hope they save some <laughs> surprises for the movie. Yeah. Um, but I keep coming back to this idea of like, it really seems like this series is setting itself up to kind of go down the same or a similar path as the core books which is Dumbledore playing all of these people as pawns in his morality game and saying you're just gonna have to trust me and I I just really hope that there's a twist here somewhere and that it's not just like yeah it's like the magizoology version of Harry Potter you know Mm -hmm. you're asking for something new in terms of like story structure, something surprising, yeah. something different. Yeah. I think that's fair. I'm hopeful there will be. I'm very excited at this point where this whole story has gone I with mean, Dumbledore. I will say the trailer is intriguing. I saw the trailer and I was like, you know what? At least I remember seeing the trailer for Crimes of Grindelwald and being like, I have really no idea what's going on. And then I saw the movie and I was like, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Um, But at least when I see this trailer, as I said at the beginning of the episode, I at least feel like there's a a very clear linear purpose behind this film. And that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Like my girlfriend was saying, she said, oh, like, you know, I always thought, um, yeah, I'll probably see Secrets of Dumbledore. But after watching the trailer, it's like, okay, I actually am interested in seeing where this goes. And so in that, I think they've succeeded for a lot of people Mm -hmm. that, you know, may have been on the fence. I'll still see if I can get like secondhand tickets or something, but we'll, you know, I I think that it is exciting. Yeah. One other thing that the trailer did confirm, I know we talked about there not being any Tina. There was also no Nagini, which we had heard a rumor about. So perhaps that rumor is in fact true that she is not in the secrets of Dumbledore. 
uh, which would be a bit disappointing after her character being built up the way yeah. it was the last film. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I hope that she comes back. I hope Tina comes back and is gone for good. And Graves. Um, and Graves. <laughs> I mean, the, th- the thing about like <laughs> Nagini missing, Tina will be back, of course. She has to. Nagini, if she doesn't come back in the remaining films, like that's just going to be a big embarrassment, I think, because it feels like Every character, presumably, there was a purposeful intention in adding them. Mm-hmm. And then with this third movie, if they're, I don't know, maybe Nagini's not appearing because because of this major rewrite that occurred with Steve Clovez. Um, if they just left Nagini on the cutting room floor and they have no intention of, of bringing her back, then you go back and watch Crimes of Grindelwald and you're like, what did this serve? Why was this here? This is awkward. Yeah. yeah. And Lita, too. Like, Yeah. If Maybe we're that's really a surprise for later. Well, if you were yeah. to tell me between Lita and Yusuf, which Lestrange sibling was going to be the more important to the overall story, right? I never would have guessed Yusuf. Never. Not, not one inkling because yeah. Lita gets the name drop in movie one. Right. And there's this backstory. And so I. All the more reason for her to come back. But Yusuf's back. No, I know. I'm not saying maybe in this movie, but maybe in movie. I mean, she yeah. was killed at well, the end of. They movie still two, haven't right? explained why Newt got expelled, what who he took the fall for, mm-hmm. as it was written in one of those books. Like, we, there's still a possibility that there will be more but Lita knows? and Newt stuff. Maybe, maybe we will eventually find Lita and/or Graves in cells in Nurmengard. I hope so. I hope both. That would just be amazing. <laughs> I hope so. Which we did see the at least the front facing portion, I think, of Nurmengard. We did. I think so. You know, there were a couple other scenes that were in the trailer teaser, but I don't think are in this actual trailer, which is interesting. Oh. I thought that was just a direct uh, the trailer teaser was a direct portion of the trailer. Um there was one scene where Grindelwald seems to be celebrated by a group of followers. That was in the trailer teaser from last week i don't think that's in the trailer um and then there's this wide shot of i guess near nermengard and you see like grindelwald fireworks going off and grindelwald on big screens like a rally yeah sort of like yeah the wide shot didn't really have many people whereas that close-up of grindelwald did i think in that teaser you also had newt kind of running through a forest which and it looked like he was carrying like yeah. a beast, but I couldn't tell exactly what beast it was. Yeah. By the way, uh, also, we haven't mentioned this yet. There is this like quick shot of what looks like a Quidditch game going on. We see one Quidditch player flying around Hogwarts. I doubt that has anything to do with the plot. It might just be a little <laughs> bit of B-roll to like, okay, we're returning to Hogwarts right now. You know, the camera's swooping in. Oh, there's a Quidditch game going on as yeah. Newton company show up to meet with Dumbledore. They did that in the second movie a little bit when the minist- the ministry people come in and you see the hoops oh, in the right. background and the flies. But yeah, that seemed a little bit more close mm-hmm. up this time and that, around. This franchise is getting more Quidditch than the Harry Potter series. Yeah. <laughs> it's Quidditch through the ages uh, is being hyped. They're going to adapt oh, yeah. that That's next. Right. People. That this shot. Movie is, this movie is going to have a post-credit scene for Quidditch through the ages. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this is the backdoor pilot. But that shot looked very much like the um, Goblet of Fire, Harry kind of flying away from the dragon. Yeah, the dragon's like on a rooftop or looks like there is a dragon in this trailer. Just because who with the clothing that that um, character was wearing when they were flying in that scene. But it's probably not that important. Mm-hmm. So 
another shot of the dragon at 159 i'm looking at are we talking they about seem, that swooping the, evil is that a swooping man i think 59 right. seconds you said 159 at uh, 159 um let's well, oh yeah. what well, it seems Maybe. to be tied to something something's tied to it Yeah, it's holding a briefcase i know it looks like it oh yeah i it looks like newt's suitcase and newt oh newt looks more tied along his tail and then you see the suitcase at the end so this is some sort of i I doubt newt is trapped i would imagine that the beast is helping newt in this shot well i will say seconds before so 152 we talked about the circular column that's in the room of requirement but it's important to note there's actually five briefcases dumbledore is setting down briefcases when they walk into the room of requirement mm-hmm. maybe i don't think that's dumbledore sending them down oh but well. uh it looks like because it's a longer like code there's a it looks like a woman to me oh but look at so three seconds later he's wearing a scarf and a long coat so it, right could that be the same maybe is, is I don't this know. gonna be another seven too. potters where they all change into newt and they all have oh a briefcase. my gosh can <laughs> you imagine probably... uh, too soon too soon they're like fantastic beasts, reliving the best hits of Harry Potter. <laughs> we have one more sponsor today. It's officially a winter wonderland outside your window or inside your minds. And what do you want to do when it's chillier than a snowman's cheeks? You want to bundle up with layers and layers of comfy goodness. And that's where this week's sponsor, Me Undies, comes in. Get your festive on with the new Me Undies Holiday Collection, featuring classic plaids you know and love and sweater inspired prints that will quickly become favorites. I've checked these new collections out and they are so adorable. Their undies, loungewear, and sleepwear are made out of soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics that are ideal for sitting fireside with loved ones and chatting about life over a cup of hot cocoa. Get the family photo you've always dreamed of with matching PJ sets, which I think would be ideal for your Instagram feed, by the way. Or make every day a spa day with new plush robes and plush slippers. Whatever you decide, everyone will be rolling into the new year comfier than before. As far as I'm concerned, we gotta take the wins where we can, and guaranteeing the feeling of coziness is a must. As we have said on the show, cloud-like comfort awaits you when you try any of MeUndies products. It's one of those things that you try once and you'll be wondering where they've been all your life. Available in sizes extra small through 4XL, MeUndies has a little something for everyone on your list. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. Your days of fighting for your life in the mall parking lot are over. So to get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash MuggleCast. That's MeUndies.com slash MuggleCast. And we also have a link in the show notes. Okay, turning back to our discussion. One other thing I wanted to mention was that towards the end of the trailer, again, 201, 202, this seems to be Credence and Dumbledore in another location. So I'm wondering if there's two fight sequences between them. What's the uh like the pool shot? Like who's in like that water and like they like Grindelwald's coming out. But who is he attacking? Seriously. What's the time code? You got to give us these time codes so we can I don't remember the time code. Micah just watches something and then moves on to another scene. <laughs> like you said, we recorded it. 10 minutes after we uh, saw this. I thought you're like pausing on the scene and looking at it. All right, I'm going to bring it up. I Hold think, up. Okay, but I think you're right, Andrew. That's not Dumbledore at first or somebody because, again, yeah. getting, getting back to 150 now, eight, when they are going into the center transporter column, 
somebody's standing and watching them and they even though they're dressed like Dumbledore, that is not Jude Law. Like you right. can tell from the back shot. You know how these trailers get cut. They're that's, uh, yeah, that's they're not so uh, sequential. Weird. They recut everything. It's all out of order and stuff. Yeah, but you're right. There's there's the outdoor credence Dumbledore fight scene. Uh 144 mm. is the pool, by the way. Yeah. I 144. Found it. Um, but the second fight scene at 202 definitely looks indoors, maybe at like the ministry or something. I'm thinking uh Grindelwald is in the pool is moments after he pulls the baby from the bottom of the ocean. Oh, <laughs> he saves Corvus Lestrange. <laughs> this is Corvus Lestrange. All right. Well, um, I think it's time for us to wrap it up. We do have a hard out today because we're recording in the middle of the workday. Um, I'm pleased by the trailer. I was expecting a little more. I was hoping for more hints about what what's going on with Dumbledore. So hopefully with the second trailer, presumably there will be one. We'll get more information about Dumbledore. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We would love your feedback about the trailer. Tell us what you thought of the trailer and if you caught anything that we didn't we will discuss it on the next episode so send in your feedback mugglecast.gmail.com or you can use the contact form on mugglecast.com we would also love your support at patreon.com slash mugglecast we are able to run this show and grow the show and enhance the show uh, thanks to support from listeners like you so patreon.com slash mugglecast is where you can support us. We're actually live streaming this to everybody today since the trailer was such big news. And if you are watching right now and you aren't a patron, we would love your support. Feel free to hit that pledge button and support us today. Thank you. And uh, we will be back next week with another new episode of Mugglecast. We're going to do a year in review. We'll look at the year ahead. And of course, we'll also talk about the trailer a little more. I'm sure there's going to be some other details that we missed that we can address. Yeah. And I'm sure some listeners will have some theories. Give us your theories about Jacob. What's going on? I need to find some timestamps for you, Andrew, I think, for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, that's your homework, Micah. Yeah. You have three days before our next episode recording. I know. And and to your point, I think we would all benefit from going scene by scene and digging in a little Agreed. bit more. There is bound to be, as you said some things that we missed and I'm sure our listeners will point things out as well. Absolutely. It's exciting times. Like y'all were saying before we started recording, when was the last time we did a trailer reaction? It's been a minute. Well, and at the end of this year, we're getting a midnight release in the reunion special as well. So it does feel there's a part of this that feels a lot different than it did 20 years ago. And there's something that feels no different at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's exciting times. And don't forget, we also have the trivia show, which is coming up on its right. final episode. I get How do I watch this? <laughs> I don't have TBS. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll find a way well, to get you can't. it. <laughs> I feel yeah. left out. You know, I think Andrew was going to bring this up before, but they actually spoiled who was in the finale before <laughs> it actually wrapped up last night. They showed with a commercial with a preview of next week. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't what I was going to bring up. One of the contestants oh. was working through one of the questions and was like, you know, the production. So the answers, the answers were two even numbers and two odd numbers. I'm forgetting the exact right. question. But the, one of the contestants was like, you know, the production likes using odd numbers, seven horcruxes, three Deathly Hallows. I'm like, the production? That was yeah. in the books. The movies didn't decide <laughs> there's going to be three hollows and seven horcruxes. This TV show acts like the books didn't exist first. Yeah. It, it acts like it's just the movies. Oh, it's really wow. weird. The uh, <laughs> the question was, what year was Tom Riddle Sr. Uh, born? 
yeah, on his grave. That's right. Oh, in don't Goblet ask me of Fire. Either. It's a tough question. And the answers were 1902, 1903, 1904, 1905. Like, who's okay, going to know but that? Was he right? Was it an odd number? No. It was. Oh, uh, it was. Okay. He was wrong. <laughs> it was, but he guessed the wrong odd number. And the oh, okay. audience guessed the wrong number, too. They guessed an even number. Well, we know the production loves odd numbers. But, yeah. Just so folks know, uh, last night, literally, like, going into the finale of the episode, the last 10 minutes, there was a commercial that led into it, which showed that Slytherin was going to be battling against Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw, but Slytherin had not yet won against Gryffindor. So um, I think they uh, messed that up just a little bit. Oopsie. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening and for your support as always. Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, last minute flying by the seat of our pants trailer analysis and we'll see you all next week bye everyone bye Bye. i'm jacob kowalski behind the bar right here (laughs) love it